This Detroit Lions betting preview edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Sports is giving away $14 million this NFL season. Sign up in Vegas and play from anywhere. Get all the info over at circusports.com. We're also brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circa Las Vegas. You're listening to FGPN. Let it ride. Hey, this is Derek Stevens. I'm the owner of Circa Las Vegas. You're listening to FGPN. Let it ride. Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Well, Sean, we are near what I guess you can say two thirds. Two thirds through the preview. Yeah, we are not two thirds through the Lacroix mm. in this in the closet, in the spare room, in the storage <laughs> room. So those who who took the heavily favored Lacroix to be tapped out before we tapped out the previews. Getting tough close. look, tough look, we, Ryan. We will, you gotta, you gotta up your Lacroix consumption. Well, and I'm even concerned because it's disappearing at a rapid rate. I'm even cutting back a little bit, trying to, you know, game. The games are starting. Every, everyone has their vice. Oh, you don't want to get too bloated for football season. There's no. nothing worse than having that feeling of shit take over your body because you've been watching football and drinking Lacroix all day long. The hangover is unbearable. Oh no, that doesn't happen to you. No, Ryan, I do. I do not deal with any Lacroix hangovers. I'm here, staying hydrated. We got uh, again the team previews continue. We're up to the Detroit Football Lions, a true uh, hashtag Dejans only uh, team. I mean, so many different angles when we pick our uh, MLD, aka most likely Dejan. Are uh, there at the end of the show? Well, uh, I mean. Who could you rule out at this point from the Lions organization, no considering so many? And there's even been uh, when you know I was teaser. Sure, I I'm I'm sitting right here. I'm not on the. I don't have our lads up mm. for the depth chart. I don't even have the website for the coaching staff. I have the front office roster up. Mm. That we might be headed in a way different direction. I'm looking at people that don't even have Wikipedia pages. All right. <laughs> They might, what, You're in deep. Not even considered public figure. I'm dive, I'm in LinkedIn. Oh wow. Okay. Uh -oh. Once you go into LinkedIn, uh, then you got a problem. Hey guys, our uh, Patreon live and well. Uh, and again, big thanks to everyone who's already signed up. Appreciate all the support. Uh, we just have wrapped up another weekly uh, winner. We're going to be doing another weekly contest this weekend. Probably some preseason NFL, some uh, MLB games kicking around in there. And Ryan, we actually have our ML our uh, week one preseason picks podcast as well. It's a big week. Well, uh, is it week one or we is week two? Oh, I consider this week one. Hall of Fame games, obviously week what, zero. What do you think ma mainstream media is calling it? I think they're calling it week one. Okay. I mean, we can call week two if you want and really confuse people. But uh, yeah, we got those coming again. Sportsgamepodcast.com slash Patreon. Get in our NFL season long win totals contest. $1,000 up for grabs. So fun uh, there. And we got a brand new spar uh, sponsor, Parlay Play. Again, uh, perfect place to get down on some parlayed player props. I'm looking at Mookie Betts uh, over one and a half total bases. That is a lock. Dude is a beast. Uh, super fun. Or actually, you know what? I'm going to switch it to James Outman of the Dodgers, who his name sounds like a guy he would suck, but he's actually been pretty good. James Outman over uh, a half total bases. Uh, head over to parlayplay.io or download the app. Use the promo code SGP. 100% deposit bonus up to one. Hundred dollars active in a bunch of states, including California, Texas, and a bunch of province in uh in uh, Canada. I actually looked that up. It, I I thought it was Providences, but it's provinces. provinces. Yes. Oh wow. So learning a little bit uh, about Canada, and of course, 
you could say it does feel like Canada's team is the Buffalo Bills, but I, I'm I'm surprised it, there's more not uh, there's not more Canadian fans who are also Detroit Lions fans. Do, who plays closer to Canada? Detroit, right? Oh, They're Detroit is the like right there. Yeah, Windsor is literally like across <laughs> a bridge. If you've ever been to Detroit, part of the appeal is going to Canada. It's never good for your city if part of the appeal is to go across the border to a different country. <laughs> Like you're a staging point. Yes. Hey, you want to go to Detroit to go check out Canada? Uh, sounds fun. The magical Windsor awaits. Just, I, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Windsor is that awesome of a town. It's got it's probably just well, yeah. So well, does now, Detroit. So does Detroit now. And by the way, Greek town in Detroit. All right, fun stadiums in the city. Respect. I, I, at this point, if you are a city. And your stadium is built into your city in a cool way. I'm in. I'm I in. I like I like the fans of Detroit. I like how dedicated they are. I was reading through the subreddit Ryan to uh, to to get some like Lions nuggets to bring to the show and uh, and there it was <laughs> a lot of a lot of fan bases warned I, people before saying they should just go over to the Detroit Lions. <laughs> it is it, there's a lot of rabbit holes now a lot of. <laughs> A lot of team subreddits are like, "Hey, training camp uh, hype clips, cool yep. stats, uh, you know, this breakdowns on rookies." This uh, the Detroit Lions thing. It's almost like a, a twelve-step group where everyone. <laughs> it, th- there's just a lot of emotion poured out in these posts. It's not links to videos or whatever. It's just you know, guys starting off. I've been I'm 35 years old. I've been a <laughs> I've been a fan my entire life. This is the happiest I've ever been. We got to do it this year. This has to be has to be the year. I can't endure any more pain. A lot of uh, someone. There was a post that just started with Dan Campbell is my favorite human being. That is funny to think of uh, to think of a fan base in that it's been so bad that everyone leads off their introduction with their sob story. Mm, yes, like how long they've been doing it. Uh, there's a lot of parallels <laughs> to the anonymous. Program. Well, and, and uh, over on the YouTube chat, it is lit. Jake Paquin, he's a Michigan resident, but he's kind of a, a Lions hater, hoping for a little Lions hate. Uh, but easy, of course. Shout out to Easy. Uh, this will be our first year. We'll been good since Barry Sanders. So again, um, <laughs> do you want to play some trivia? ZD Mills also a Lions fan, saying he's 34. He's seen one Lions playoff win. Oh man, sorry, are, sorry, are, ZD. <laughs> are you interested in a little trivia? Sure. And maybe we can make the trivia for the chat just to to give reward the people that are here on a on a Monday morning. Reporting for duty. Reporting for duty. They're they're which by the way, you just learned about provinces. I just learned that that emoji, the salute emoji, yes. is a salute emoji. Oh, you didn't know uh, that? Definitely thought I had no idea what it oh, was. It is dick it is. on the forehead. I like there were a lot of things that would go through my head. Oh, I love had, you. Had anytime, no anytime my wife asked me to do something via text, just salute emoji going right back at. I her. don't think they like it when you salute back no, at. Them. No, yeah, it's it's a they want to be treated like that, but not actually saluted. They to, don't so. want to bring up that reality. It's very it's very confusing. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, where I I feel like I completely derailed whatever we were talking about. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Swinging all the way back around. Yes, we're talking about the Lions, which we is Canada's. I think we what we were starting with is this is Canada's real NFL team. Canada's real NFL team. Oh, wait, of hold course. on. We have to have a. Wh- who are the nominees no, for I Canada's think- top NFL team? Yeah, Buffalo I mean, Bills, obviously. Yep. Detroit Lions, obviously. I guess you got to put the Seahawks. They're pretty close, right? Yeah. Seattle Seahawks. Is there anyone else that is nominated for Canada? I mean, Minnesota's right there. The Vikings. Vikings. Okay, yeah. so those and, four. And honestly, maybe they, a bonus team. They should be more interested in the uh, in the Packers because Wisconsin also. Mm. I'm looking at the map here. Also, very easy to sneak on into Canada. <sighs> yeah, you're looking doing a little geography. Yep. I mean, Cleveland also right on the water. Uh, the the mistake by the lake, but really uh, the it, wind's blowing down from Canada though. It's probably hard <laughs> to sail up there. It really is, uh, and even Chicago. I mean, uh, it got a little uh, lake trip over there, but it does seem like uh, Lions and the Bills are uh, Canada's team. So yeah, the trivia was gonna be, and I was gonna say, do we want to open it up for the chat? Sure. For the fine people saluting. That's where we got to the salute emoji. Last time Lions won their division. 
Simple Ooh, question. I actually looked this up. I know it. Okay. Well, so I'm first, not going to spoil it. First for the person chat. in the chat. What? How much? How? How uh, giving are you feeling today? For me? Yeah, you're like the guy with the uh, the water over the in <laughs> Mad Max. How much water do you want to dump on people? Uh, Twenty five dollar SGPN gift card up for grabs wow. in the chat. YouTube.com/slash/sportsgamblingpodcast. Interestingly enough, we've gotten a number of answers, and only one person got it right. ZD Mills. Congrats, ZD Mills, nineteen ninety three. I actually have that as one of my nuggets as oh, well, nice. Ryan. Well done. Because uh, the Detroit Lions have never won the NFC North. When they won it in nineteen ninety three, it was the NFC Central. Which, uh, all right. So, our, now that we're going through college realignment, yeah. the NFL suffered a very severe realignment mm. when they went to the four division model. Love it or hate it, twenty never, years later, would never have happened under Goodell's watch. Really? So you you think Goodell's around? He keeps it to three. I love it. We got rid of the Cardinals. That was <laughs> that was an annoying game. Every I don't care that it was an easy game. Oh, I don't I, want I don't want that trash in in the East anymore. Poor representation. No, I again NFL as always got it right. Four divisions, yep. four teams. Pro very alignment. symmetrical. We're pro alignment and sometimes pro realignment. All right, 2022 Detroit Lions, nine and eight, 12 and a whopping 12 and five ATS, nipping at the Giants' heels for best ATS win record. Smash their over on the win total of six and a half. Smash! Uh, yeah. And we both had them going under. And when they were one and six, our six and 11 prediction was looking pretty damn good. Unfortunately <laughs> for us. They went on a bit of a heater, finished ninth in DVOA, fifth in offensive DVOA, but defense 28th in DVOA. Pythag wins uh, 9.1, right in line with what they did there. I mean, my biggest thoughts on the 2022 Lions is uh, man, I just, the defense was so bad. I, 31st in EPA per play. I understand they did get kind of better after they fired their. Um, their defense, a uh, defensive backs coach after week uh, eight, they seem to improve defensively. Can I be honest? Yeah. I mean, you, you I, full disclosure, I never played organized football, yes. play, played sports with coaches. Okay. Hard for me to and, and understand how positional coaches are kind of deployed. Hard for me to see. And, and I know some matter, very few matter mm. offensive line, couple defensive backs coach, but I think all in all, this is bullshit. Not only is it bullshit, but your defensive coordinator was a DB. Like that was a I that mean, was they, blood. That was a sacrifice. They did get better. Now I don't. To your point, I don't yeah. know if it's necessarily correlated. Mm. Uh, again, to your point, just roll. I mean the 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 defense. It's not like defensive backs coach are most mostly teaching techniques. So if it was a scheme change, that's coming from the defensive coordinator. Yeah. It's not like the de it's not like Nailed the defensive it. coordinator is calling out, Hey, let's be in a nickel. Like that's all well, that stuff is coming well, from the defensive coordinator, the game plan, the yeah, scheme. It's all the defensive. You're coordinator. teaching and coaching. Like you're just, you're just an assistant. You're just passing along the, the, the message of the co the coordinators and coaches to say, this is how we want to teach it. This is how we want to coach it. And to your point, techniques really the, and that, that generally doesn't change overnight. Kramer's uh, right. According to ZD mills, it was all about sending a message to the team, a little bit of a wake up call, maybe defensively. <laughs> uh, that's I, fair. Like, Hey, this is real, but honestly, like that's also hard for me to buy in a team run by players and Dan Campbell. And so like you, you have these kind of paradoxes we're creating where no one wants to look back to last year and say, in a weird way, this was a perf. This was the the optimal outcome. This was the this was the ceiling case. It does feel like they were ready to dump the Gatorade after that season. Even I had that they written down. Sean, is that what was that a dump the Gatorade? It, it, well, let, me, let me extrapolate. I, I mean, look, Jamal Williams, that the interview he gave. I mean, he was emotional. He was ready to break down in tears because they achieved a nine and eight season. You guys didn't make the playoffs. I mean, I don't mean to be a dick, but I I have written down here. Ask Sean if it's a dump the Gatorade moment, knocking the Packers out of the playoffs, and sending yeah, Aaron Rodgers off That's, with a loss. That is fun and. If if I was a Packers fan, I'd be super stoked. I'd be super excited. As a gambler, again, one to just the overall Detroit mojo. I mean, again, we just said they haven't won the division since but, 1993. There could is, be some institutional issues we're facing. Well, and let me. All right, so I'll, I'll expand on the, the the. We'll we'll just go back because I do think their ATS record, I think, is factored in with people being high on them. 
in a in a funny way, we get made fun of this all the time for having biases, right? Well, I think the the ultimate bias is a team that makes you money and a team that goes ATS uh, or wins a lot of ATS games, especially as a dog, Sean. Those tend to those tend to sit real close to your heart. And so if you look at the Dan Campbell story arc, twenty twenty one gets hired. This team stinks. They're dogs in every single game, but and they go three and fourteen. But they go eleven and six ATS. Yes, and yeah. then you come to twenty twenty two. They get hard knocks. So already people are 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 blowing smoke up their ass. They're dogs in all but three games, but they win nine and they go twelve and five ATS. Dog. So people are fucking in love with this team. Twenty three and eleven ATS over two years, when they were favored only three times. <laughs> I just I. Which I, by the way, ATS record of almost sixty nine percent. Nice. Very fitting for Dan Campbell. Uh, I do, I do kind of worry about the Detroit Lions, a team with expectations, a team, Ryan, to your point, that's going to be favored in a bunch of games because of their their win loss record. Now, uh, kudos to Dan Campbell. I mean, to your, like you said, three thirteen and one uh, in twenty twenty one, then shot up to nine and eight. I mean, you could make a case he he deserved to be in the mix there uh, for Coach of the Year. I apologize, I I did uh, in error not state the tie. No, yeah, that's that, my bad. I oh, was just three pointing wins. out again, going from three to nine wins with the Detroit Lions team. Th- that's part I of think the- is impressive, and their OC I think again has been getting the most out of a guy like Jared Goff, who again is the uh, is the is the uh, the deed owner to Jared Goff sucks island. Now Jared Goff had a had a really good season, but you look at some of the advanced stuff. Jared Goff ninth in dropped interception percentage. Oh, nice. Eight dropped interceptions for the Lions. Um again, optimal outcome last year. Yeah, and, even and, though they started one and six. And, and and certainly their turnover differential reflects that, right? They were plus seven in turnover differential, fourth in the league. It does feel like Jared Goff is due to give some of those turnovers back this year. And that's what I would highlight. Again, this defense was really bad with a plus seven turnover differential. Let's say conservatively, Ryan, yeah. that goes down to plus three or plus five, plus well, four. Well, do you know why? Because they they because they were they were randomly, I mean, yeah. I guess you can you can't call it a hundred percent luck, but they did well on defense after turning the ball over. So they limited the the points. The EPA was relatively low after turnover. So whether that's luck or something that's going to regress, probably for a bad defense, I would expect they're going to let more of those opportunities turn into points. And even again, if you zoom into their schedule, like they turn the ball over like crazy. They went one and six. Yeah. They stopped turning the balls ball over at all, and they went eight and two. And so, unlike Dan Jones, though, like like you mentioned, Jared Goff's low interception rate seems to be a little bit more fluky based on how many of these turnover worthy plays he had and how many of the interceptions that were dropped. And so when I look back, I wonder, is this just another case where we're going to look at Jared Goff and be like, well, that, that was a hell of a season, but they didn't, that, that, that hell of a season turned into nine and eight. Yeah. I mean, to your point, Ryan, like they could have a a better season and end up with a similar record or even eight and nine. Um, Nicholas Greenwald saying I would take Jared Goff in a heartbeat over Danny Dimes. I'm sure Sean agrees. Mm. Completely agree, Nicholas. Completely Modern agree. NFL, you're taking the guy with no mobility. Uh, again, a guy can sling okay. it. He's a gunslinger. Can get that ball downfield. I actually think both have a road to be a playoff victory. Yeah, I actually. Like that. It sounds nice. <laughs> well, sounds I mean, nice. Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> with I, Sean McVay. Yes. But but this Ben Johnson OC, I'm surprised. I think that's a big storyline. The fact that the Lions were able to keep their offensive coordinator huge because again, like it, you he was offered that, the Carolina. You head see that Lions that jump that Lions offense made. He was a very hot name in the coaching circle, and it's it, it's impressive that they were able to retain him. Also, we've gone so far into the episode, we haven't mentioned how awesome. Uh, Dan Campbell's huge lippers are. So as a as a guy oh. who likes to throw down some chaw uh, as well, Dan Campbell, uh, hats off, mutual respect. Can I uh, can I add to that? I'll put a little uh, icing, maybe even a cherry on top of that cake. Mm. He not only loves the lipper, but it. I mean, it's just as for those who haven't experienced football Sundays with Sean. <laughs> There, it's not. It's not a clean process. No, it's not. There's nothing clean. About, it's not like when you watch that one guy. You know they can roll a really tight joint. It's like the joint that you roll. That's like lumpy. 
and kind of like that. That's that's <laughs> well, the lipper. See, that's I'm and a, that's Dan Campbell. I don't know if you've seen watched any of the tape where he he literally will take half a tin. Oh, and, and, and just one say, scoop. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna miss some of this, but the rest is getting into my lip. No, there again, <laughs> as a guy who's always looking to improve my dip game, you mm. have role models like Dan Campbell yeah. that you aspire to be like. The thing is, I'm a game day dipper. That's really the only time I chew tobacco no when I'm camping and when the Eagles are on. Those are my two <laughs> safe spaces. For dipping, uh, but to your point, yeah, it's I, I I put it in there. The the guys who are dipping every day, like constantly throughout the day, you won't even know. Uh, <laughs> like they have a dip in, like they'll have a conversation. They'll their dip couple barely have any spit. They're somehow like swallow. It, it, they're really dipping geniuses. Uh-oh, and uh, YouTube.com/slash/sportsgamingpodcast uh, producer Josh pulling up oh, the video. I mean, look at that. That. All right, just put pause here for a second there, if you can. He put in a huge chunk and then followed it up with another massive chunk. I mean, Dan Campbell is a dog. Uh, yeah, going. I mean, you rarely see a second scoop. No. And then look at the way he cleans off his hand, and then he gives it. He'll do a swipe. He's on like his salt, shorts. salt bay with skull. Well, watch his watch. Oh, there, there's a swipe. Get it off the. Oh yeah, I've casually, been there. Casually, just he get the it juice. Off. All right, this is making me want to have a sweet lipper. Uh, for the fantasy football expo. Hey, we're going to be at the fantasy football expo Friday, Saturday, Sunday, come out, say uh, hi. If you're in Canton, it's going to be a good time. Kramer, let's talk about the roster. Cause I think that there's some interesting nuggets here. Obviously uh, Jameson Williams will be out the first six games. Uh, Hashtag Dejans only. Do we want to remind people why? Because he bet on games at the team facility. It wasn't even lions games it was just College football, right? At least he didn't get shamed with an average bet size. Cause that, I mean, that's the that stuff. That was really embarrassing. Like Calvin Ridley, it was like bets totaling 1,500. And that was like, all right, whatever. Maybe he's got a couple big bets. Jamison Williams, at least, we didn't get that data leaked out. So he's got a good PR team because not the same that the Iowa State guy, <laughs> poor kid. Poor Hunter Dickers but ruined his entire life over $2,800. Are, are, are we. Because James, I feel like Jamison Williams is the guy on the roster that everyone is just penciling in as being this fucking superstar because he made a couple plays last year, and we've seen it before. Guys coming in off of the 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 pup, uh, which essentially this is going to emulate, right? A six week yeah. absence, then you're back. It's not always that quick. Well, and and, and as someone who liked him in fantasy and, and best ball, and and maybe still do like him because you get him at such a discount, but. That it was brutal because last year was the same type of thing. You know, he was missing so much time because of the injury. Finally, got in late in the season, had like literally a couple fun plays, and you're like, oh shit, this guy has so much potential. That's why so I think like that's him. what that's where people were getting excited about. The difference is, I, I would say at least he is able to. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he is able to participate in preseason games yeah. and in training camp. So at least you're able to get the work in and maybe hit the ground running here. Uh, yeah, I you know I there there is that. Um, that then I would say like the discussion then carries on to well who who are the no, other receivers point, on this to team? To your point, Ryan, <laughs> like writing him in as this dominant player, I think is is a little uh, is a little crazy. Well, I, I just think it's it, and I think more likely I think it's going to be Jameer Gibbs or Sam Laporta who steps forward as this clear second option in the offense. I mean, you read anything that anyone observing camp for the lions who, by the way, uh, if you're watching this live or listening timely, uh, it's Monday, August 7th and the giants and the lions have a joint camp this week. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I, I think everyone who's been, so I'll be paying attention. So everyone who's been uh, diving in deep is are saying it, it's all about sun, God, Laporta and Gibbs. Well, and and Ryan, of course, uh, if you've been following, I've been I've been kind of alluding to who are uh, who's the list of my guys, aka first touchdown, two touchdown tight ends that I'm keeping an eye on, and and Shane uh, Zilstra was on that list. Of course, uh, mm-hmm. a random three touchdown performance <laughs> last season. Fortunately, blew out his knee in training camp, waived by oh, the team. How many tight ends on the Lions had two touchdown performances last year? Mm. It was two or three. It's a good question. Zilstra, right? I think there might have been one more. Brock Wright, yeah. TJ Hawkinson, maybe. Oh, right. Early. Well, I don't think he was doing a ton touchdown wise early on for them. Uh, but yeah, let's pull up the roster. They do have a really good offensive line. ETR ranks their offensive line second. You know, you get uh Penny Sewell uh with a, a little bit more experience. Great name. 
Uh, Big V, who again, uh, former Eagles right tackle, they kick inside to right guard. Frank Ragnow at center, like they He's Taylor good. Decker left tackle, like they do have a very, very good offensive line. So if you're high on them, I, I think one of the reasons is their offensive line and their offense. Again, my biggest issue with the Lions is the defense, and well, and I and I and again, like and you look at the draft picks again. We gave out lines to draft a running back uh, with their first pick at a crazy price. Was it fifty to one? I think it was fifty to one. I was thinking it was going <laughs> to be uh, Bijan Robinson. I did not think it was going to be Jameer Gibbs, but that's where you that's where you draft a pass rusher. That's I know you have Aiden Hutchinson, and you're optimistic he can make a leap in the second year, but get you a playmaker on uh, you I, know with that super high pick, and then the second round they use Jack or was it later in the first Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell, second first round pick. Yeah, certainly think no, no relation to Dan Campbell. I certainly think that they, you know, you can make fun of where they allocated their draft capital. Yeah, they didn't make their team better this year. I, again, like the the off ball linebacker is going to make your team better right now. It's just not a great investment from from like a team building uh, perspective. Just like drafting a running back now. I would Brian argue Branch that you, at safety, Jameer could Gibbs be, could is be different. nice for them. But. Jameer Gibbs is a little different because what he's going to bring in the running game. And as Colby will remind you over and over again, this is not a, a typical Alabama running back as he transferred there after playing a number of years for Georgia Tech. I think he's going to be heavily used in the past game. To your point, Brian Branch has been looking good in camp. Uh, and then they, you know, they have the project Hendon Hooker for later when Jared Goff becomes expired. And honestly, when you look at the players that left, for the most part, I'm not too concerned, except for Jamal Williams. I, I think anytime you have someone that obviously mattered in the locker room, yeah, and obviously say what you will, but those 28 carries inside the five yard line, those all those rushing touchdowns that he accounted well, and, for, and, and again, he I, was a finisher. Yeah, I, I am going to. Uh, <laughs> we have to know when to come. Oh, and we actually have a new one, uh, courtesy of the Cleveland Browns preview. If you haven't heard uh, that episode yet, I'm not touching Deshaun Watson. Um, so that was a good episode. <laughs> I, I, the more I think about it, the more I think I should be in on David Montgomery for best ball, just because I do think he will get that Jamal Williams role. I mean, Jameer Gibbs. What? Well, I think he could be good for the team overall. I think he, his ADP is just a little high because no. you look at his um, workload in college. I don't know if he's going to be able to have that crazy workload to get to get it paid off at where he's currently being drafted. It's all catches. If he's the second target yeah. in the passing okay. offense, okay, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Like Marvin Jones, where do you think he ranks in uh, ZD Mills? Or, or sorry, someone in the chat was asking about why isn't uh, Marvin Jones getting any looks here, fantasy wise? Why isn't anyone else? I mean, this is a team that is so desperate for receivers. Again, everyone's like, oh yeah, they got Amon Ross, St. Brown, and uh, Jamison Williams. That's all they need, right? They're so desperate for receivers. They traded for Denzel Mims, a guy that was certainly <laughs> going to be cut by the Jets. They it's it's Khalif Raymond. So to your point, it's maybe. Denzel Mims, it's Josh Reynolds. I mean, Marvin Jones. This is not exactly for, for a team that I think would like to spread it out and and get loose. You know, I, I think Mar Marvin Jones is a good receiver, professional receiver, doesn't scare you. Josh Reynolds. I mean, we're we're now at the point where you're you you'd rather have the Giants receiving core. I mean, Khalif Raymond also is um, he's he's been a fun first touchdown guy. I'm still so fucking pissed. Uh, I think it was that game against Green Bay where he he got tackled at the one, mm. but oh, yeah. they didn't even challenge it. Like clearly he was over. It's I almost think like had, they don't care about I think tight I end had, touchdowns. I think that I had 45 to one. Then they just fucking I think Goff sneaked there. They handed off to uh, Jamison Williams and he got the no, touchdown. He, he was bastards. Down. I remember that. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still we fired up. Fan initiated VAR. Let's get to that place <laughs> as, as a people. Oh, gambling VAR, and we can be in charge of it, Ryan. I love that idea. The fans get one a game. Yes. <laughs> well, in the in some of those, uh, what is that? Um, the Savannah Banana League, that kind of like the where it's basically league. the Harlem Globetrotter yeah. baseball-y thing. They have fan initiated replay review. Uh, they definitely need they, that because uh, imagine everyone has now NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube TV. Imagine if there was a button like use the gambling challenge now. I, I that would be awesome. It would be electric. Engagement would be through the roof. Kramer, uh, let's take a look at the season odds here. Win total coming in pretty high. 
at nine and a half, make playoffs minus one sixty five. The Lions are minus one sixty five to make the playoffs. The Detroit see, Lions. It, it right. seem, we just need to uh, stop and just think about this. Seems wrong, right? <laughs> yes, it seems really wrong that they are that much of a favorite. I mean, the last time they made the playoffs, twenty sixteen. Last well, when's the last time they made it without uh without Matt Stafford? Without Matt <laughs> Stafford. Oh. Nineteen ninety nine they got in at eight and eight. Lost uh obviously in their, their wild card. They actually made the playoffs uh, an astonishing one, two, three, four, five, six times in the nineties. The glory years. <laughs> so I'm saying <laughs> Barry carrying him. Uh, minus one sixty five to make the playoffs, plus one forty to miss the playoffs, plus one forty to win the division. As we pointed out, hasn't happened since nineteen ninety three, and they're the favorite to win the division at plus one forty. They have one playoff win in the Super Bowl era. <laughs> Conference eleven to one, Super Bowl twenty two to one. <laughs> no, thank you. I, it's like I don't want to. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be mean to the, to the Lions because I, I. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the I like the city. Hey, you want to go to Windsor? I I like I love the they have legit fans and yeah. the fans well, have never gone anywhere. Best. They've hung around. They deserve to have a good season. But how can you like the Lions at these prices? It's insane. Sean, they have the worst fan base in the division. Really? They're like the Commanders. Right? Oh, okay. Right. I mean, the, Bears, they're right in the chat. Bears, Packers and and Vikings. <laughs> they don't have Skull. Mm. Skull. Imagine if Dan Campbell coached for a team. Oh, <laughs> oh you want to talk about uh, a great product endorsement? Skull, skull, and it's just uh, Dan Campbell packing lippers in. <laughs> no, that's the crowd. It's like I don't know if you've ever watched the Yankees roll call in the BNA games, but for Viking, it would just be them doing skull until he threw his lipper in, and then the crowd erupts. Um, yeah, so those prices are all disgusting. I that is a disgusting well, but, but, again but, back but again. to my story arc like this year the part we didn't get to so we we touched on how they have been favored in 3 of 34 games over the last 2 years when they've been darlings crushing at ATS mm. 23 and 11 now this year Sean guess how many times they're dogs 6 times <sighs> yeah that means they're favored in 11 as <laughs> Imagine if you just took Ryan the look ahead lines and bet on every game uh, right. where the Lions favored. Will that be a plus EV move? So earlier I said, um, and I, I think we mentioned the in, they were actually un unlucky with injuries last year. But earlier we said, you know, what if last year was was the, the best case scenario? Yes. What if they weren't going to get any better? Yes. What, what if this was like this? This was the uh, the right collection of environmental variables and that eight and two stretch. That they finished on, and I think they actually did. They finish eight, no, in their last eight. Potentially, uh, no, they lost, they lost the, the Carolina Panthers, and again, oh yeah. So, but if you if you look at that and you say like, oh, okay, well, if we disperse this in a more normal way, are we really getting that excited about this team? If they don't go on these crazy stretches, if it's not distributed that way, as the nerds would say, are we really that excited? Mm. The defense sucks. Defense can change, right? We can have some some volatility year to year, and they did bring in cornerbacks, which I we didn't. That was the one part we didn't really touch on on the newcomers. They did seem to try to address the issue, yeah. But none of the talent is what you would call top shelf. And so, if you're telling me, and and we got all the way, we're 30 minutes into the preview, and I haven't even asked you, is the are the Detroit Lions a dome team? <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Well, and that's and that's good. They obviously they play in the dome. They they got a decent number of dome games. That's why you like if you're optimistic on Jared Goff. That's why you like him. Uh, again, kind of a warm weather quarterback. And they struggle. They struggle against teams with a winning record, three and six. Uh, only two of their opponents have a win total less than seven and a half. So this is this isn't going to be easy. Oh, that's interesting. So they have a relatively easy schedule, but. They don't play but too many trash teams. Yeah. 
So uh, it's, some of that's the distribution of win totals this year. It's like everything is seven. I, it does feel like they're there's just, only a couple that have sm- they shorter. Are, they, uh, closing out some notes here. They do have. They do. Uh, they are due some injury luck regression, um, but negative uh, opposing uh, kickers were only one of five of fifty plus yard field goals against the Detroit Lions. And they're so, a dome team, so yeah. And, but again, like they will look at the schedule. They. Uh, they don't have a ton of outdoor cold weather spots late, which could be problematic for Jared Goff. So I think that is favorable to them. Ryan, real quick, can I respond to your uh, injury luck thing? Sure. Two years in a row, they got a person named Jill Costanza working in the sports science. Costanza. I don't know if it's a regression. Not regression proof. Hey, Ryan. You know what? You know what I love about the NFL? Winning millions of dollars. Imagine. Imagine winning your share of $14 million just picking NFL games. Oh, man, so fun. Like I said, uh, Kramer and I always do a team. Me and my uh, buddies who do the Eagles podcast, we're going to sign up for a team. Circa Million, Circa Survivor, $14 million combined up for grabs. Perfect excuse to go out to Vegas. You and a couple of buddies, hey, we're going to go out. Uh, if you guys want to hang out with us, we'll be out there August 24th, 26th for the ultimate sign up weekend. We're going to be doing some live shows there, a bunch of events. Uh, we will, uh, if you come out and say, I listen to the show, we'll definitely uh, shots on us. And again, get all the details, get signed up, play, sign up in Vegas, play from anywhere. You do need a proxy. We got a guy who's a good proxy. Circusports.com for all the details. Circusports.com. Let's go, Kramer. You want to talk about the schedule? All right. So uh, we, you mentioned it. Um, they are a dome team. They do play a lot of games in domes uh, down the stretch. Uh, specifically, they are fortunate. Small hands, uh, warm weather. Look, there. Bears is the only real cold weather spot they have to go on the road. So they they definitely uh, get the second coldest spot is Ravens week seven. Mm. So they they're in a, a just a delightful spot when it comes to playing inside, playing in the dome. I don't know if that helps their defense though. Another nugget on the schedule they've three. yeah that's 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 a good point because I I don't feel like they have particularly uh, fast or good um, defensive. They're outdoor and, outdoor games period at Chiefs at Packers at Ravens yeah and they're at early Bears. yeah. So uh, another note, uh, they have three Thursday games, which is interesting. And it makes this second note almost impossible. They have, they play three times on Thursday, but their shortest, the shortest amount of rest they'll have in a week is six, six days. So I, I I don't even know how that, that makes any fucking sense. Um, I should have verified it. I almost don't believe it. So, well, the first Thursday night game is game one. So. Well, okay, there you go. That's one of them. But the, this other one is obviously false. All right, so the Chiefs at opening the gate, like I, I, we, this is the part of the story arc that that I wanted to get to because <laughs> we go from the Lions not be like they've been favored three times in the last thirty-four games, and now here we are having to watch them to open the season against the Chiefs. I don't know. Come on, Seattle, and then the Falcons at home weeks two and three. They'll be they'll be favored in both of those, as will they be on Thursday night on the road in Green Bay. Green Thir- Bay's got revenge on the mind. Yeah, Thursday night road spots are always super tough. Obviously, the Falcons are dog shit. Um, Seattle's an interesting team because I, oh man, I think Seattle. Mm, that's going to be a tough game. You are coming off a little bit of extra rest, but I feel like that doesn't matter as much early. And maybe they do snake the Packers. I'll say two and two feels feels about right. Maybe even on the optimistic side for the uh, for the old uh, Lions here. They're they're just gonna play in shootouts every week. Yeah, and again, like that Seattle team. What if they come in with some physicality and just try run like try and run it down their throat? I mean, the Panthers really at the end of last season they were one of those losses in that eight and two stretch. Um, they just ran it down their throats, and I think that's how you beat this Falcon or this Lions team. And I worry, as the Lions, uh, you know, for the Lions here, Seattle might bring that. Like Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet, if they're both healthy, uh, I might. Be you don't s- think the Falcons are going to bring that? No, that's also true. Yeah, like that, it's not <laughs> a great matchup. I do think they end up getting the win, but you're right. I I 
I'll be honest. I I don't know if the those are not the teams I'd want to see. Yeah. Weeks two, three, four are you all going to deploy very, very powerful running attacks. I'm going to go one and three. Yeah, let's do that. And I, and I think they do beat the Wait, Falcons. You have one of the worst teams. In the league. We're now uh, almost forty minutes into the show, and you haven't played the new roar sound effect we have. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, I was saving it for when they play the Panthers. Ah, uh, that's that's a it's a bachelor party in Detroit right there. All right, next up we got Panthers again. This <laughs> I do tend to love. I, I again they're going against a rookie here, so I, I don't hate that spot at Bucks. Still warm in Florida, maybe. This is one of their outdoor spots. Now their third outdoor spot on the season. At Ravens, back to back road spot, then Raiders at home on Monday night football into so the bye week. Right in the middle of the season. Schedule gods being very nice to Dan Campbell for some reason, even though he still uh throws the lippers in. Bad example for the youth of America. I think at least two it. and two, if not three and one, right? I mean, I, again, Jared Goff beats bad team. Jared Goff and this Lions team will beat the bad teams on their schedule, and so I. But I, I don't know. I'm okay. And maybe I'm maybe I'm just looking at the spread too much here. But as a road favorite in Tampa Bay, that's not right. That doesn't uh, that, feel that, right. That's a different conversation, and maybe it's just the spread thing. But I think those Buccaneers receivers could give this secondary a, a little. You know, a little run for their money. You got that long grass in Tampa and and Carolina. Well, Bucks, well they're they're at home against the Carolina. Bucks are coming off their early buy here too. So this this mm. is a tremendously bad spot for the Lions. Also with ba- with Baltimore, Baltimore is coming off a, a London game. They're not taking the bye week. Oh, and wow. so th- maybe that nullifies the back to back spot. But again. This team doesn't beat the good teams. They beat the bad teams. They struggle against the good teams. They struggle against the good defenses, especially Jared Goff. So I'll go two and two here. Yeah, two and two feels right. I mean, I could talk myself into three and one and one and three, but I'll I'll split the difference and call it two and two. All right, coming off the bye again, right in the middle of the season. How convenient for Dan Campbell. Everyone loves him, even though he he's pushing nicotine on the youth of America <laughs> at chargers bears at home Packers at home on Thanksgiving. We all know what the, the lions do on Thanksgiving at saints. So that that's an interesting four. the saints is the first of a back-to-back road spot, obviously on the road against the chargers. This is going to be the most excited lions fans are in a long time. If you're a lions fan living Anywhere near California, you've yeah. already bought tickets to see them at SoFi. D. Bettis, Ryan, normally a a bit of a hater. He's saying two and two. He's got him seven and five so far. Easy, of course, Lions fan. He's saying three and one again. He's got them going nine and three. So again, varying opinions on this Lions team. Nine and three, he's got him. Yeah. Love love that energy, bro. <clears throat> love that energy. I couldn't imagine having to get into Jared Goff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the the two home games, maybe they split a road. I could talk myself getting up to six and six here. Is that crazy? Or what like so just divisional games, are you having them just chop them or are you I, I think they can I think they can get it done at home. And and obviously I do like playing the Packers at home on the short week. I know normally they don't do great on Thanksgiving, but I, I don't think that's a horrible spot for them. Tough rushing attack. Yeah. No, you're right. And honestly, like this is another one of those stretches. The Bears, Packers, and Saints should all be able to run the ball pretty well. Now I, I got I'm gonna give the bit the Bears game a loss. And I'm gonna say they they sneak up on the Chargers here. I'll give an upset there because I do think that there's gonna be a crazy amount of Detroit Lion fans in the building. Mm. Again, if you're if you're a Lions fan, you're excited more than ever. And if you live Anywhere on the West Coast, you're 100 percent going to SoFi to yeah. watch that game. So yeah, two and two. I did a high voice because I'm not super confident about it. Uh, I'm gonna go three and one here. Really? Yeah. Who's the loss? I think um, hmm, I think either at Saints or at Chargers. I think they lose one of those. But uh, to your but to your point, the they could have a home. Field type atmosphere. Oh, actually, no. I have Chargers will probably be devastated by some weird injury. I got to give them three and one there, then. 
Why? Because I, I have them winning that Chargers game. Okay. So I'm going to give them the two home games in the division, like we discussed, and the Chargers. All right. Next or final five. So well, give me, where am I at then? We're both six and six. Okay. <sighs> Similar than to last year. So then we have their, le- they're really their only cold weather outdoor game at Chicago. So just pencil that in as a loss. Yeah. Broncos at home at Vikings at Cowboys Vikings at home. So this obviously they're not going outside here after the bears game. I, I do think the Vikings I'll just say they split. Uh, I won't overthink it. NFC North can just be a, a straight split across the board. So that's two losses right there. And I don't know if they're going to Dallas and and beating the Cowboys. But didn't they beat the? Did they not beat the Cowboys last year? No, no. They they put up six points against. Oh, they, the they got their ass beat by the Cowboys. So they, yeah, right. they, so they were I'll, like I'll, they were kind of in that game and should have done better, but they they messed it, up. Is it? Is it three and two? Yeah, so I'm with you at or Bears. Is it two and three? Feels like a real tough spot for them. They split probably split with the Vikings, but then that Cowboys game, again, I can't in good conscience give the Cowboys a win. All right, let's let's just so Bear oh, Bears are coming off the bye. So that just locks up that one. The Broncos Broncos that that's coming off a Chargers game. They have a Christmas Day game up on deck afterwards, so maybe an interesting spot for them. Again, Detroit there. I don't know the but I think I think the best I can do I can have them losing 3 if they lose to the Cowboys. Mm. Are I'll we going to do that? Uh I'm going to go 3 and 2. 9 and 8 and just under their uh, win total feels feels like a very Detroit season. That's a you want to go to Windsor, <laughs> and uh, of course D- Detroit miss playoffs uh, plus one forty. I see producer Josh in the sheet also co-signing that. Again, you're getting plus odds for the Lions not to make the playoffs. I think that we're going to look back on this season and go, wow, that was generous of the sports books. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe Detroit completely balls out and they're twelve and five or eleven and six, as, as some of the Lions fans in the chat have them predicting. They win the division, but you're not to me. You're not even getting like a great price. Nine and eight feels about right. And you know, I, I walking through this, I had Minnesota ten and seven. Did you feel like you were high, like being pessimistic or optimistic? Pessimistic. Like I don't. I don't feel like it, it doesn't. It didn't feel like I was being sour. On I, I can't get them to to like eleven wins, ten wins without like some. I just haven't seen where the defense makes that leap, and even what the offense did last year for them to sustain that. I think I'm still being generous. You know. Yeah, I mean, my original question was, what if this is the best? What if this is the best we're going to see at Jared Goff? Nine and eight. It, it does feel like we're a little bit of a cop out because we, we, I mean, based on what we've already discussed what yeah. is already public knowledge, especially if you have access to these beautiful sheets, uh, what we've already discussed is that we collectively are a nine and eight on Packers. Yep. And which a little higher than most and you're eight and nine, I'm seven and 10 on the bears. So we're, we're doing that 10 and seven on Minnesota. We're doing that thing where we're, we're just, we're, we're just like skirting right right down the middle here. Uh, I, but I feel like that this division, the NFC North, I, I do feel like is a division where it's going to be clumped up three teams at nine and eight. I have and one team at seven and seven. So, so you give yourself a lot of outs for winning like the division, it. Ryan. So I, I think I need to go lower. Okay. Wait, if I had the bears and no, if I have the Vikings and the Packers finishing ahead, that's what I want. So let, you know what? Let's go two and three down the stretch, two and three. Sorry, Dan Campbell, but I don't like to show America's children that <laughs> using lip tobacco is okay. Yeah, I, I still have them. Uh, it's fine in the privacy of your own home. <laughs> You're gonna stick with with nine and eight. Yep, I'll go eight and nine. What about exact finish? I mean, <laughs> third is plus three forty. Fourth is plus six hundred. I mean, I I just want to look up what Vic- there there is a floor to this Lions team. Or again, Nate Sudfeld is the backup quarterback for the Detroit Lions. Oh, that's true. 
I'm gonna, are you calling for? Are you, wait, are you are you predicting in injury right now? No, but I, I'm going to take uh, Detroit fourth place at plus six hundred, just because I think. I mean, walking okay. through here, I had last place uh, right okay. now is the Bears at eight and nine. So them to 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 get down to seven and ten, I don't think's that crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go. I was going to say, Sean, I, we have the same. We could have the same four. Yeah, Vikings, Packers, Bears, Lions. We can play. What is that? Do you have that Ooh. exact price? And I'll look it up. That one's fun. Uh, so I'm on Detroit fourth place. Detroit missed playoffs. Uh, prop that I like. Like I said, oh, I, I'll co-sign the missed playoffs. Okay. Right, that's <clears throat> again. We're talking about history, guys. <laughs> talking about history. I mean, Matt, just looking at the other side. You, the the. <laughs> The, the Lions haven't done something in uh, what is it, thirty years? Let's well, win the division. Yes, but win the division, you're getting plus one forty for something that hasn't happened in thirty years. Does that feel like a good price? No, they <laughs> did right. make the playoffs in '99 without Stafford. Okay, so there's that. Uh, like I mentioned, with the uh, with the uh, number of dropped interceptions on Jared Goff. Jared Goff to lead the league in interceptions 25 to 1. Lock that up for me. Because I think I, I think they're going to be throwing a ton. That's why I think he's interesting in fantasy. Again, I, I just don't think they've finished they fixed I love that bet. They fixed uh well, what that, he does wrong. That's one of my favorite markets. I think they mispriced some of these these QBs. And again, we highlighted some of the reasons why his numbers should have been like his low ass interception rate last year, second, only behind Daniel Jones. <laughs> Will Will must be a Lions fan saying, given the books your money, it's gonna happen sometime on the Lions winning the division. Hey, I would I would be stoked to see the Lions in the playoffs. Again, the Detroit fan base deserves some W's. I just don't quite see it yet from them. And I want to be on the Lions. Uh, on a year where people are doubting them. Like if they have a kind of down year, then maybe I come in on them next year. It's just the pricing is is that this team is like a perennial powerhouse. Yeah. Uh, the pricing is because everyone won a shitload of money. Yeah. And they think and Dan they Campbell's fun. cool and they're like, and "Oh, I guess player coaches can work." Uh. And they were a fun fantasy team. They play in a dome. I you know, you you stacked up a bunch of wins against I, the spread. I get the appeal of this Lions team. All right. So, do you want to? And who knows? I could. I. I certainly could change midseason and get on them ATS. But I'm going to join you. On to the me, jet. it just doesn't feel sustainable how they closed it out last year. Well, they're not going to be dogs. Dan Campbell's yeah. a dog coach. I'll join you on the interceptions bet. Great. I'm also going to. Th I'll throw out a positive bet for you. Okay. Because all right, let's say things go well, but Jamison Williams never comes back, never turns into much. Laporte is fine, but he's a rookie. He can't. Not not a ton. And, and Gibbs is involved. And Amon Ross St. Brown just has a year of years. Yeah. I mean, I like Amon Ra in fantasy for offensive sure. Offensive player of the year. Wow. So this is your hedge on on in case Detroit is like 14 and 3 or something crazy. I, I think if they're if they win the division like they're favored to. Yeah. And they have a great offense, and it's basically because Amon and Amon Ross St. Brown has like a 30 to 35% target share, scores the the requisite like you know, 15 to 20 touchdowns. And puts up crazy bonkers numbers, thirty-five to one, mm. for a guy who's being drafted in the first round of fantasy drafts, or early second. I guess uh, to me, he's one of the guys. No one else at this price range has the target share. But projection. would you like Jared Goff MVP? Because it is a quarterback-driven uh, award. I don't know. Amon Ross St. Brown has that story, right? He has the, you know, chip on his shoulder, later draft pick. He wrote back to every receiver who was drafted ahead of him right away. Uh, people are wondering, uh, and maybe that person's just me if he's injury prone after his dad uh, gave out the <laughs> biggest injury mush in the history oh, of all time. injury mushes. All time. You can't call out other team injuries. <laughs> like, what are you doing? All right. So I'm actually going to, I played this. Okay. I took this Amon Ross Dane Brown bet, and my logic was simply I sat down and looked at the fantasy landscape, and I looked at the guys getting drafted in those top two rounds where you like you have to have that kind of output to be an offensive player of the year. Yep. And I looked at the quarterback they played with, and I think in a lot of those cases you're right. It's a quarterback-driven league. Easy to give it to the quarterback, but 
I think the interception thing can happen in the same version. And, <laughs> and they're not going to give away. Exactly. They're not going to give it to a guy who's thrown 13, 14, 15 picks. And so, yeah, give me a Mara St. Brown, 35 to win, one to win offensive player of the year. I also have another one. Earlier on the Falcons preview, we discussed the idea of Bijan catching all these passes and it being this like silly season. Well, they, these cowards wouldn't list uh, Gibbs to lead the division in catches, but I did notice that he is way off the favorites list when it comes to the offensive rookie of the year. He's not a quarterback, but if he's the second option in this offense and it works out, 10 to 1 is probably right on the edge of where I would be interested in taking something like this. Mm. But when you look at this, again, my official. I, I st- like again, uh, CJ Stroud price really hasn't moved. That's crazy to me. But when you look at the top of this board, Bijan plus two seventy five, Bryce Young plus five hundred, Anthony Richardson plus six hundred. Which by the way, he's running with the twos now, Sean. I don't know if you saw that. G- Gardner Minshew running. Oh, have you seen the hype uh, around C- Anthony C- Richardson? CJ <laughs> Stroud plus eight. They're calling the, the, his teammates are calling him a Madden player. And Jameer Gibbs ten to one. Gibbs is interesting because the smoke is starting to come out about how, like where he is going to fit into this offense. And so he's certainly uh, interesting worth. I wanted to bring it up. I'm not going to, I don't think 10 to one's probably fun enough to to take here, but he could catch like, this is another guy who from a fantasy perspective, I know you said you'd rather have Montgomery and I get, I always love taking the second guy who's going to get more touchdown looks, but this everything that I'm reading from these beat reporters is that Gibbs is going to catch a lot of passes. And so he he's everything that De, uh, Deandre Swift wasn't for this team, which by the way, a uh, fun nugget that unrelated to actual success, uh, they were nine and five when Swift played last year, 12 and two ATS. Uh, so maybe good for your Eagles. Dog, DeAndre Swift, dog, coming, coming back home. Uh, Benedict uh, Dantled in the chat. Shout out to him. Love the, love the Benedict himself. <laughs> he did ask me to send him the uh, Benedict Dantled music. I think I forget <laughs> what his what he was going to use it for. I think maybe a ringtone. I do appreciate the commitment to character, but uh, he said lines to go six and zero in the division is only fifteen to one. That's ridiculous. I hundred percent agree, Benedict. And I think it's never going to happen. Well, and I think that's that is a that price right there just highlights how insanely priced this Lions team is. The fact that that's fifteen to one, that should be like. 40 to one, just any team to go six and own the division is really hard. I mean, even the bears going zero and six last year was, was really kind of an outlier that I, now you're making me want to pull up. We should look at the win total, the division wins for this team. That might be a great way to fade. Mm. Oh my goodness. Three Four and a half, three and a half, but you can get plus plus one twenty-five on the under, you know what? Put that on my card. Okay. I almost like that better than the over the regular under, but because I had them going under their win total with them going three and three. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna. I like the stack there. I like the stack there. I also like the stack of taking. So I liked your the reason I co-signed your Jared Gaff play is I actually went straight minus one ten. I took him to go over eleven and a half picks, hmm. and it was it was a simple regression play. So. I don't like if you had to pick one football size bet, like a team's ATS bet on Jared Goff to throw 11 and a half picks over 11 and a half picks or whatever your pizza bet on 25 to one most interceptions. I mean, over 11 and a half. Th- that's why this, it, the picks market is, is out of whack. I mean, last year, the leaders had 15. So if you're getting over 11 and a half, you're close to being leading the league. I think taking over 11 and a half is kind of crazy. Um, I think there's a decent amount of like that's it's probably the highest are probably 12 and a half. So, you, but yeah, no, to your point. So you're, you're saying you like the 25 to one better. Well, yeah, just cause again, if you get to 12, you are definitely in the mix. So last yeah, year, I'm going to play both. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I get it stack. I just think Correlated. If, you, if you get to 12, like last year, you would be sixth place. You're you're only three interceptions back from winning it all. Yeah. Now maybe there's dead. Look at look at your books rule on dead heat uh, for most interceptions. 
Because last uh, year it was a tie at fifteen. Yeah, I assume they're a hunter pool and they just they do a standard dead heat situation. Uh, just you know, always got to always got to take a look there, Ryan. All right, time for everyone's favorite segment: the 2023 Detroit Lions MLD. Kramer, do you want to go first? Sure. Who do you got? Well, well, I just I did want to give a special shout out because. Look, as much as I wanted to go deep and uh I, I was worried about slandering a non-public figure. And so uh obviously Tim O'Neill, equipment manager of twenty-four years for the Detroit Lions, was in on the gambling situation because the equipment <laughs> managers know everything. Yeah. And there's one other person in that building that knows everything. The IT guy, Mark Wilk. <laughs> I mean, I almost want to like. We need an alternate cover where we just have these two men without faces. Uh, just, but I think you got to go IT guy, Ryan. That you nailed it with the IT guy because you were telling me you were diving deep in the uh, Lions subreddit, and they were they were going, "What if um, he was actually across the street from the facility, and but the team's oh. Wi-Fi was really strong?" <laughs> now, here's your angle, Ryan. Well, the, and then the, that turned into a 9/11 conversation. <laughs> so shout out to the Detroit Lions subreddit. They go deep. Well, maybe the the IT guy is in on it all along. Imagine, imagine this, right? He had to approve the downloading of the app, most likely, right? Yes, and he's mm. the one setting up the extenders, the routers. He's the one. He's the one. Oh, hey, let me set up. Let me uh, take a look at your um, your uh, your phone there. Oh, oh I'm wow. gonna hit a Wi-Fi auto join. Oh, yeah, damn, it'll, it'll you like AM this week too? It'll make well. <laughs> And imagine you're the IT guy. You see all these players' bets coming in. You're not going to use that information. Ding, 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 ding. ding. You got to make your IT guy is a great angler. All right. Well, all right. So then I'll make it Mark. So both of these men know everything that's going on with this team. I will officially make it Mark Wilk. I don't know what we put as the picture. Maybe we just use a generic (laughs) IT guy. Yeah, Uh, someone from the office or something. But there. So the other thing I, I wonder is I wonder who. I wonder who they had data you can on just li- and didn't. You can just say the IT department. Oh, okay. IT, t- yeah. Yeah, okay. IT, the, the Lions IT department. Because that's all encompassing. They're in w- on Worth it. noting, I, I'm starting to believe more and more, like the pattern of who's getting pinched. Mm. Again, more questions than answers. And I, I wonder who was actually, like, because this it means the entire team was gambling. It wasn't just like an, a, a random. <laughs> Random couple of players, and so the, the uh, Mark Wilk was also involved in the cover up. So congratulations, to him. Benedict Antold saying Sam Laporta for his MLD oh, Iowa easy. and Detroit Lions perfect mix. I have another one too. I just I'll just throw it. I don't want to. Sure. I it, you said you didn't do a player. No, I did do a. Player. Oh, okay, uh, then perfect. I have a coach. Okay, and this one better picture, but I Mark Brunell. Ooh, all right. Uh, just a little bit about Mark Brunell. He stopped working, and then he started working. Again. Hmm. He was working at a high school, coaching a high school, when Dan Campbell called him. But we, what, what what's more important is what he was doing off the field. Sean, did you know Mark Brunell successful f- uh, set of franchise Whataburger franchises? Wow. Yeah. So he's making some money. Did you know Mark Brunell also filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy? Oh, really? Yeah. 2010. Uh, why you ask? Well, sounds like he got involved in some shady real estate <laughs> oh, dealings. No. <laughs> Maybe Poor. some no-show projects. <laughs> Poor Mark Brunell. All right, Ryan. For mine, you know. But I've, here's the fun fact. Sure. He was a, he was allowed to keep his Whataburger franchises. So mm, there you go. That's why you got to structure your uh, stuff correctly. There, Ryan. You know there is um, there, there's been a discussion about who to pick for these. You know who's got the information. Who is who's prone to gambling. We've also said you have to be dumb enough to get caught. Now, I am going to go with. Jared Goff for my MLD. Oh, and so the reason good. why is oh, so good. He he is a man who doesn't understand that the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. He hates that people keep bringing that up to him. But if you don't know the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, do you know 
how to properly use a VPN or not access. And he's got a chip on his shoulder. What better way for Jared Goff to cash in? He's saying, oh, there are many me- media members of our media that uh easy time writing bad things and have for quite some time. Then we flip the script. You didn't make the playoffs, Jared Goff. I and they ran honest. out of things to write. They weren't used to putting positive news out there. So again, the media has a hair up their ass to sh- to catch Jared Goff. They probably got some inside IT guys. He he's just walking into a dead trap. The sun god is wait, does he know with the sun god rises in the east or the west? Uh probably not. Uh, he's a dumb guy. <laughs> I I think he yeah, he's oh wow, and beautiful. Yes, youtube.com slash sports gaming podcast. I think uh, Jared Goff went as Malibu's most wanted for uh, Halloween, if I had to guess. Jared, uh, I like that one. That's a good one. Well, sometimes you got to go big name because I think there there oh, yeah. is the narrative for Jared Goff here. I think the idea that his buddy could be placing bets on his phone. Oh. It was easier to hook up the Apple Pay to deposit <laughs> or something. I mean, you just saw him in like hard knocks and stuff. He doesn't strike me as a super smart guy. So, wow. recapping the best bets: I'm nine and bets. eight. Kramer's eight and nine. Both like the under. Both like uh, Jared Goff twenty five to one most picks. Both like missed playoffs plus one forty. I got a fourth place division six to one. Kramer's tossing in some Amon Ra, uh, St. Brown, 35 to 1, Offensive Player of the Year, under three and a half division wins, plus 130. Our MLDs, of course, Kramer, the IT department, myself, Jared Goff, Sucks Island. Uh, yeah. Are we bringing it back this year for good? We'll see. Are we fixing the place up? <laughs> we'll see. People, the people have it's asked questions. The 25 to 1, uh, INT bet is going to be a fun one. And uh, I have a feeling he could get off to a good start. Opening night Thursday against the Kansas City Chiefs. NFL season right around the corner. Toss us a like, a toss us a five star rating review over on Apple Podcast. That always appreciate helps us climb the charts, helps us take down corporate gambling. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Get in over there. Get in uh, for the win totals contest and uh, weekly contest. We've secured an awesome, awesome prize for the NFL Week One Patreon Pick'em contest. So sign up now so you do not miss out on that. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean. Second, the Money Green. He's Ryan. Sorry, Lions fans. Let's go to Windsor. Kramer, let it ride.